Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right, I am sick and tired of everybody going through the forbidden door and then coming out of the forbidden door. I want to do it. So, don't really know how this is going to go. But there it is, the forbidden door. I'm stepping through. Okay, I'm here. Now I'm stepping out. Oh my gosh, it was glorious. But do not worry about that nonsense and instead, hello, yes, I am Simon from What Culture. Or maybe I'm his brother. <laughs> and we have just had another episode of AEW Dynamite, so we must take this. The finger of power, and we ask it a question. Oh, fop. Was it a good show or was it a bad show? And what deserves an up and what deserves a down? Let's find out. You'll disagree and get mad. Buy up and those downs. The Casino Battle Royale kicked off Dynamite this week, and I just love Battle Royales. I don't know why, but this one especially had title ramifications. I was plugged in. Our first five in there was Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, Daniel Garcia, Lance Archer, as well as Tony Nese with Mark Sterling outside the ring. Now, we have to talk about these two people, because earlier in the week on that there Twitter, they were like, oh man, find us some other meme wrestlers that Tone can go and beat up. And somebody added me, and they were like, terrible. What a piece of crap. <laughs> Although I can't lie to you. Just kind of happy to be called a meme wrestler. Kingston was trying to murder people the whole time as Darby was flying around the place, and at one point they just started slapping each other. When we got our next five, that was Ricky Starks, Ray Phoenix, J.K. Garth, Strickland, and Keith Lee. And these two must have gone and paid off somebody, because they're a tag team, so surprise, surprise, they started working together. This is when Sterling tried to interfere, but he screwed that up because Tony Nese got eliminated instead, and maybe we should go and make a meme about that. But Keith Lee did eliminate Lance Archer. This then brought in John Silver, Takeshita, Max Caster and the Gun Club who did their entrance. And my word, I love these two and I love the acclaimed. Especially because there were reports out there on the internet that before the show had started, they'd gone around the venue and they had put handwritten signs on a load of chairs saying, look, we really love you guys, but please don't chant ass boys. That's it. They totally get it, and very, very quickly, they are becoming my favorite thing in professional wrestling. So you've just got to scissor me, Daddy! Sorry. One second. What? Why are you on the phone? What do you mean I accidentally rang you? What do you mean, what does scissor me, Daddy mean? I, I gotta go. Our final five were Powerhouse Hobbs, Dante Martin, Red Dragon, and a returning Wheeler Utah that was cool. But you do have to ask the question, 
Where was Hangman Adam Page? Where was Chris Jericho? Where was Adam Cole? Where was Brian Danielson? And I know a couple of these dudes are meant to be injured right now, but that hasn't been highlighted in the story. And I just think if you're trying to say, oh my gosh, the AEW world title is up for grabs, you want to get as many people in there as you possibly can. So it just felt like a missed opportunity, but I did not care for that long because then the acclaimed in the gun club got eliminated because they were too busy scissoring. So next time you see them, please give them a present from me. And then amazingly, do you know who eliminated Keith Lee? Swerve Strickland. Now, I quite like this because if these two were gonna win the tag team championships, it would have been at the pay-per-view and they didn't do this. So why don't we take a massive spoon and start stirring the pot? Awesome, Lee was so furious here as you would be. But it's like being dumped at the altar and then right after that we got our Joker entry which I had totally forgotten about and I also thought this was well done because it was Andrade. We haven't seen him on Dynamite in a while and now we have established no it doesn't always need to be a debutante and then yeah a few seconds after this everybody was being tossed. Of massive note was Yuta chucking out Powerhouse and my word they have plans for him which is definitely the same for Takeshita. They made sure two people put him onto the floor I tell you, when it's time to pull the trigger on that guy, he's gonna fly. Because you can smell it in the air, as you kind of can for maybe, just maybe, a heel turn for Strickland. Because after he had made another new partnership with Darby Allen, as soon as he could, he grabbed him and he chucked him to the floor. And honestly, the look on this man's face afterwards, he was so proud because he had swerved somebody. I mean, that is his name. He then got eliminated by Andrade because he wasn't paying attention, which brought us to our final four, which of course was Andrade. If it wasn't, that wouldn't make any sense. Wheeler Utah, Kyle O'Reilly and Phoenix. Now, just to be a hypocrite to what I just said, this did work really well because it was four guys you don't usually see at the top of the tippy tip tip of the card. So it made things much more interesting. And the way that Phoenix got eliminated here because he went to attack Andrade in midair and Andrade took his hand and he smashed him right in the penis. So this wasn't a basic low blow. The dude was literally in the sky, and he got hit in the groin, and then he got thrown out. From nowhere, Kyle then eliminated Andrade, which I was not ready for, which left Kyle O'Reilly and Wheelie Uta going at it, and people were so desperate for Wheels to win. <laughs> so of course, Kyle hit him, chucked him out, and he's now going to the main event. So as ever, this did dip a little bit in the middle, as most Battle Royals do do, but I just enjoy it so much, so I'm giving it up, for the comments, yes, I said doo-doo. What are you? Two. I then cracked up because John Moxley was waiting backstage to cut a promo on Kyler Riley. And he basically said, all right, well, good for you. But now I'm going to murder your ass and then take over wrestling. Probably will. And he shouted out his mum. We also got an update on CM Punk that he has successfully undergone surgery. So all the positive thoughts to that man. And I hope he can come back soon. When AEW told us there's a brand new title coming to the show. What? It's not the trio's belt either, and instead, it is the All-Atlantic Championship. And if I was going to be a massive neek and a massive nerd, and look at me right now, I would kind of say it feels like AEW's answer to the Intercontinental Championship. And I know we already have a secondary title in the TNT belt. What do you want from me? But we do have to wait and see as always, because this could become the greatest championship in the world. And what we're doing here is we're having a tournament featuring wrestlers from all around the world, and that's smart. So we're going to get Buddy Murphys versus Pac. We are going to get Miro versus Ethan Page. We are going to get Penta versus Malachi Black and some kind of New Japan match. So I'm a little bit intrigued about this. Keep my eye on it. We then hit the go button on this instantly because it was Pac taking on Buddy Matthews. I'm not going to lie, because they were saying, oh, it's Australia versus the UK. I was all like, oh, woohoo, UK, yeah, I live here. 
I don't really, I don't really actually care that much. Otherwise, pff, these dudes are so underrated, even though they are rated, and the sheer strength versus speed, speed versus strength display they put on. There was a running hurricane runner by Pack, and then Buddy Murphy got thrown over Timmy the timekeeper's table. But then he came back with a German suplex on the apron, but Pack wanted none of that, so he spiked it with the DDT. Bravo. Buddy then decided, well, I'm going to knee you in the face, Pack, but Pack was like, no, you're not. I'm going to give you a German suplex instead. And then from nowhere, Matthews hit this Liger bomb from the near fall, and I bit. It was like I was eating a banana. Whoop, I thought it was it. They then just slammed each other with lariats. I mean, they could not have been hitting each other harder if they tried. When Buddy went for this kick, and Pack said, no, I am going to give you this poison rana instead. And I thought he was dead. That's how scary it was. Then he went back to the top rope. He hit a black arrow. One, two, three. He is going round to the next round. No, that wasn't right. He's going through to the next round. Look what it's done to me. It's just such good professional wrestling. The only thing that upsets me is that I'll never be this good. And then Eddie Kingston reminded us that he doesn't know professional wrestling is a work. So bring down the question board. There it is. Does Eddie Kingston know wrestling is a work this week? The answer is no. More power to him. He's my hero. He called out Jake Hagar, who had screwed him over in the battle royal, and also talked to the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society and said, well, you may think I'm done with you, but I'm absolutely not. And when you're sleeping, I'm going to slit your throat. Now, he didn't say that, and I regret saying it, but honestly, he was even going mad at the production dude here because he was like, don't count me down. I'll do whatever I want. Eddie Kingston could be the best person ever. Dynamite then went weird. No, I wasn't ready for it. Because Trent was in the ring saying, man, I'm so sad because it's National Best Friend Day and my best friends aren't here. I'm like, bro, didn't you, like, turn your back at them and go and join Rapongi Vice? And he definitely did do that, which he did do again here because he was like, oh, man, when me and Rocky Romero went after the Ring of Honor titles, we got screwed by the United Empire, so we deserve a rematch. Fair, he is totally right. He then called out FTR, who did come right into the ring and say, Hey man, we do agree with you, and let's do this again because we're fighting champions. And then, do you know who interrupted and made their debut on AEW TV? That's right. Will Ospreay. It got even more wild as Aaron Hanare and Ozzy Open, who were also in his group, turned up and they just beat the good guys up before Will got in the ring and he hit the hidden blade onto Flippin' Trent. So if you went really quiet, you could just hear someone going, oh my gosh, because nobody could believe it. So this just felt so fun and so many people have been waiting for Ospreay to turn up on AEW television and he just did it. I can't wait for this pay-per-view. Promotions warring and promotions feuding is just what I need in my life because I'm a very sad man. It was also an interruption though, so that is 53 in AEW and 141 overall. I know, I've lowered the tone, but that's what we've done for about six years. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The undisputed elite were then in the back talking to William Regal, or to be fair, they were looking at each other. And Regal was like, Kyle O'Reilly, later on, John Moxley is going to kill you. And Kyle was like, well, that probably is true, but I still want to be the champion. I don't know why they had the same accent. I've let myself down. Before that, though, Adam Cole popped out to do commentary because he wanted a front row seat to see Hangman Adam Page versus David Finlay. And I can totally understand why. It also meant that damn door was open again. And yes, if you're looking for some clarity, David Finlay is indeed the offspring, the son of Fit Finlay of WWE fame. And he's also a very, very good wrestler. He has also been getting better and better month in, month out. And obviously Page and him wanted to send a message here. So they did a message of awesomeness. No idea how much I regret saying that. Paige took him out early on with a dive and drunk a sip of beer, so now we can do videos about that for about a month. But when they got back in the ring, finalized our bra, that's not gonna work for me, and he gave him a chop block. He then countered a dead eye into a backbreaker, which was really good. And when Hangman and Paige went for a crossbody, he was like, no, we're not doing that. And he hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment surprise roll-up. But the thing with Finley is he doesn't have loads and loads of experience, so he hasn't learned the power. There was so much to this dynamite, this didn't go as long as I probably expected it to, but it still really was good. And after Hangman had flipped out of a suplex, he was able to smash David Finley with the buckshot lariat, and he got the one, two, three, but trust me, we were not done. AEW ensured to sizzle this right up instantly when Hangman said, well, I wasn't in that battle royal earlier. And I was like, yeah, why weren't you in that battle royal earlier? So it doesn't look like I'm going to be in the world title picture anytime soon. However, there's more than one world championship in wrestling, like the IWGP Championship, so Okada, I want a piece of your ass. This is when Cole left commentary and said, uh, no, excuse me, by that point, Jay White could be champion, and given that I won the Owen Hart Cup tournament recently, surely I should be in for this. So does this mean that potentially, and I'm just fantasy booking like crazy here, we could get Adam Cole versus Jay White versus Okada versus Hangman Adam Page on that Forbidden Door show? And if that does happen, well, it is going to be a damn good time, as was this up. Thunder Rosa was then on Dynamite, almost like she's the women's champion and should be featured. She was cutting a promo here saying, I want to do an open challenge, when Marina Shafir just happened to be stood right off camera. So she walked in and said, okay, cool, I'll do it. I love when wrestling does that. That is one of my favorite tropes. But still, 54 interruptions in AEW, 142 overall. And we are going to get to that later, but beforehand, Wardlow was here to cut a promo. Now, thankfully, AEW did address why he wasn't in that battle roll earlier, where he said, I declined to be in the thing, because as far as I'm concerned, CM Punk is our champion, and if I am going to become champion, I want to pin or submit. I wanted to go, Wardlow, psst, psst, come here a second. If you had entered the Battle Royal and won, and then won at Forbidden Door, you would have faced CM Punk and become the champion. But look, I still appreciate that we addressed this, so let's move it to one side. Because what's far better is that Wardlow does have another plan that he wants to make sure happens right now, and that's the TNT title. And I was like, damn right, Wardlow, you go after that gold. And this is when out came Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Dan Lambert. And even though Scorpio Sky was ready to fight, 
He wasn't able to because he's injured, but Wardlow, he's intelligent. He said, okay, fine. I know how we can sort this. I'll wait. I'm also counting that as an interruption. So that is 55 in AEW and 143 overall. And technically it wasn't because he didn't talk on the microphone. But I'm retiring the interruption counter in July because it's just too out of control. So I've decided to get it as high as buzzing. We also saw Mark Sterling backstage who told Wardlow that this suit hasn't gone away. So now he has two choices. He can either take the security cards and see them in court or he can fight 20 of them next week. And seriously, AEW, please, 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 please do that. So this was nice, simple and effective. And once again, there was so much on this dynamite. It was kind of compressed a bit, but up. The Young Bucks then told us they were back. Now, it doesn't really feel like they've been anywhere. However, now that they have returned, they want a shot at the world tag team titles. And even though they were in the dressing room, this is when the Hardy Boys interrupted. Well, that is 56 in AEW and 144 overall. And their big point was, hi, maybe you want to think again about those words that just came out of your mouth. Because at the last pay-per-view, we beat you. Jurassic Express also interrupted. So that's 57 in AEW, 145 overall. And they too had beef here with Christian going, look, you shut up and you shut up. None of you understand how tag team championships work. You have to earn the opportunity. I'm a little bit bored, so I'm going to give you one. Because he kind of overstepped the line and said that next week on Dynamite, it will be the Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys with the titles on the line in a ladder match. And Jungle Boy was so offended and put out by this it was like a co-worker had eaten the sandwich. Cage even kind of ignored him after this. Jungle was like, uh, can you talk to me? And he just walked off so you can see the turn is coming here. And this does mean Jungly Jim versus Cagey Chris. Give that to me. Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir was next. And I thought this was good. I thought it was enjoyable. I did think it needed more of a bill, but we've talked about that before and I'm giving it up. And it was mostly a showcase for Thunder, which should be the way, because again, she is the AEW Women's Champion. And when Marina went for a kick, she turned it into the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, and she got the one, two, three. And as ever, listen to the crowd reactions for Thunder. Everybody loves her. Marina then jumped her instantly and applied her submission hold thingamajig. When Tony Storm ran out, she stopped it happening. And when she passed the belt back to Rosa, they looked at each other because as always in wrestling, if you do that, something serious is going on. Now, here is the thing. I am massively happy to see Thunder Rosa back on TV because there were some reports last week that she wasn't happy, understandably so. I didn't really understand why Marina Shafir was put in this position. But also, if you are using Marina because you're like, well, we can have her lose and it doesn't matter. Why was it two of the most devastating moves in all of sports entertainment and not the fire thunder driver thingamajig? that thing's really cool and when you do win with your big old finish you just look like a badass also too i had a quick look and while we are teasing tony storm versus thunder rosa which is going to be a great match and i'm all here for according to the rankings serena deeb is ahead of her Britt baker is ahead of her and so is nyla rosa now when it comes to grading we do it on a curve so this kind of feels like now somebody's gone oh man Tony did lose in that Owen Hart Cup thing, but we want to push her. I don't know what I'm doing with my beard here. So let's put her in a high-profile match. So basically, what I came to at the end of this was, I don't think we have many long-term plans for the AEW Women's Championship, and we're kind of making it up as we go. And you absolutely should have long-term plans for that, because it's important. Now, remember, I am an idiot, but I am going to give it a down. And all I really want is for Thunder Rosa to have a long reign, where she can defend her title over and over and over again, prove to everyone she is a great wrestler. I mean, we do that with a lot of other people, 
go, I don't see why we can't do it here. The baddies were then backstage and told us that on Rampage is going to be Chris Satlander versus Red Velvet when it was Excalibur's turn to run down what's going to go on over the next seven days. And you know what he does. He goes, we're going to have a match here on Rampage. We're going to have a match here on Dynamite. Oh, we're going to have a pay-per-view. What we can do upside down, left, right, give me a glass of water. And it's like, dude, I don't know how you do this, but you're so damn good. As ever, it also meant it was time for our main event to decide who was going to Forbidden Door. It was John Moxie versus Kyle O'Reilly. And it was flubbing fantastic. I do admit it suffered on the one hand because nobody in their right mind thought O'Reilly was going to win. But I think these two understood that too. So they sat down and decided, well, why don't we just have a really good match? And that's exactly what they did. And it started with Mox deciding he was just going to try and rip every single one of Carl's limbs off. And when Carl realized that was a bad idea, need Jonathan right in the face. They then started laying in these strikes that were so vicious and you secretly like it that you have a crisis of confidence. You're like, why am I such a sick bastard deep down? When of all the things, Moxley hit this variation of a cut. So now even he is doing it, the most popular move in wrestling. He went for the pile driver, but somehow Carl reversed that into a heel hook and a triangle. Do you know how Moxley got out of this? Because he didn't appreciate it. He took his fist smacked him over and over again in the jaw. We then did get a pile driver and the slaps and lariats that were so hard, I was having kittens, like what are we doing? And one of these must have knocked Carl a little bit loopy, because Moxie was able to apply the bulldog, that took him out completely, hit the regal knee, he hit the paradigm shift, he got the three, so now he's going on to Forbidden Door to maybe, just maybe, become the interim AEW champion. This was a great, great main event, and if Moxie does do that, he technically will be the only person to ever hold that belt twice, and he totally deserves it. And we do have to talk about the amazing side in the crowd that said, Simon, unblock me. And somebody on Twitter, who was a friend of theirs, got in touch in order to give me their account. So I did do this because I thought it was quite imaginative and I thought it was quite funny. Then surprise, surprise, straight away this person replied, so, oh man, I bet you just woke up on the wrong side of bed. No, I barely any block ever one. That was gibberish. I barely ever block anyone and only do it if you have been a negative Nancy or you've been offensive. So that's strike one straight away. We'll wait and see though. But it did make me chuckle. You have been unblocked. And in terms of dynamite, get it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 